Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast in the world to review every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic starring Clint Eastwood. I'm John, one of the only hosts today, but I'm joined with returning guests, both of them, Tim. Hello. Hello, Tim. And who are you seated next to, seated next to? Shane. Hey, good day, guys. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming back, Shane. You're welcome. You're going to have to help me out today because... um, we're bereft of Tim One and Trent. Um, big disclosure, big announcement. Tim and his wife Sue are expecting a bundle of joy soon, Ooh, Shane. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. In March. How do they do it? <laughs> the old-fashioned way. I don't think any rubber sheets were involved. Um, well, they just said a bundle of joy, so I'm assuming it's a kid and it's not a, some kindling they're expecting because it is summer, isn't it, Shane? Stay tuned to find out. Well, today we are reviewing Minute 60. Uh, The minute begins with a point of view shot of the cross and ends with a reclining Harry saying to Bresler, tell him Gonzalez was obeying orders. What do you think of this minute, Shane? Oh, this is exciting. This is a lot of dialogue and packed in and yeah, it's just coming down after the action sequence. Have you ever been to Mount Macedon? Never, no. In Victoria, there's a monument similar to this, um, but obviously it's a lot more patron, gets a lot more tourists than this Mount Davidson Park does, but it always reminds me of um, of that. So when you said you've been here, have you been to the the actual one or the... Yes, as recounted many times, listeners probably hate hearing this. I've been there and it was one of the delights of my tourist life. (laughs) It's just a forest. What is it? It's just a a suburban park, sort of some bushland... Is it particularly like large or it's a landmark for a particular reason or? No, um, the cross that we've just seen at the start of this minute, yep. um, it originally belonged to the city of San Francisco, but they had to divest themselves of it after some after they lost, challenges. Yeah. After they lost their religion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they re-gifted was involved. <laughs> but public land, of course, couldn't have a uh, an article of faith preferring one religion, so they had to sell it. But it is now owned, I believe, by the Armenian Association of America or something who um, let the public access it. But it's now memorial to the Armenians killed by the Turks in the genocide of 1915. Wow. Wow. A moment of silence for all of that. It's heavy. A moment of silence. Why did you just kiss the statue and then just went for a walk (laughs) around the park? (laughs) Well, I did did remove some ferns and things uh, that were on the, the, the plaque itself. Wow. Was that for your own photography or uh, out yeah, of respect? To get a bit of both. <laughs> um, does everyone think Chico, do you reckon he'll survive in your heart of hearts in this? once you saw the, the cross, Shane? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if that cross is like trying to get us to think of death. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I don't believe it. Like that guy's bulletproof. He's fine. We didn't see him get shot through the heart, bleed out and go still. So, I reckon he's alive. What do you think, Timmy? Tim too. <laughs> yeah, well, um, 
Well, it's funny. This scene, although it's only uh, minute 60, does have a bit of a feel of being the end of a movie. Yeah. You know, like, I mean... Act 2 finished off. Yeah, yeah. There's certainly a bit of a, you know, final reckoning going on um, in this scene. Uh, if you hadn't seen the rest of the movie, you might be saying, oh, damn, we, we lost him. I guess we'll end <laughs> the movie here. Um, but uh, as for Rico dying, well, at least... He wasn't shot at point blank, I suppose. Uh, Bit of a Freudian slip there. You said mm. Rico died, oh, yeah, not Chico. Yeah. Tim, of course, is referring to the parody Dirty Larry we made in high school mm. in which Tim <laughs> played Chico or Rico, R- Rico, as we called him. I find it very hard to uh, dissociate. Yeah. Separate fact from fiction yeah, or fiction right. from fiction. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, do we call him Rico Smell or Rico Stench? How did you play him? I Generally stench. Yeah. <laughs> guess it depended on the day. And um, a good point you raise about the 60-minute mark in our remake, we decided to end the movie at this point. And so in our version, um, Chico or Rico saved the day and then Harry took out Scorpio um, without ever learning if Anne Mary Deegan had survived. But ah, we thought that was a good point to end the movie. Great, yeah. I didn't realise I think you've improved that. on the oh. original. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Do you like the hospital, um, Shane, that Scorpio limps into? It's... Do they have a bit of a horror vibe? Epic, yeah. Mm. Ooh. They is... don't make hospitals like that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's terrifying. With a tiny little entrance and, uh, yeah. It's like a you Scooby-Doo know, villain's castle or something. It does look rather like a house. You're like, don't worry, we're taking you to the hospital. <laughs> I'm starting to worry looking at oh. the exterior of this building. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like, since when did a hospital not have, like, a big... Uh, Big sweeping driveway that you could uh, park 10 vehicles in. That's right. And be lit Maybe up. This is so Being gloomy. Up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like this is the hospital specifically for the bad guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is a, an emergency um, clinic, I think, that's on the edge of what used to be Kizar Stadium, um, just near the, the end of the Haight-Ashbury. And I was lucky enough to go in here in 2010 and get some photos this is the same camera of Tim, the host, that I lost like a few hours later. So I lost all the great photos of me um, oh, recreating yeah. the pose later Were on. Were these external photos or internal? Internal. internal. And then I, I went... Mean, of your body. I think he missed my... Yeah. Of myself <laughs> pretending I was the, the doctor we later saw. And they didn't give you a bundle of joy oh, when you left this hospital. he was the no. doctor when he went to this hospital. <laughs> wow. John, I don't know if that's... It's not that's very ethical. Yeah. But now it's closed, I think, and it's... Maybe being torn down. I couldn't get in there this time. No one answered the doorbell. Ooh, spooky. Do we see Scorpio looking back, make sure he, he isn't being followed? Hmm. Maybe just looking around suspiciously, like criminals do. It's a long walk. Um, he's gone all the way from Mount Davidson Park to this, this part of it. And um, I don't know, it'd be a good three or four kilometres up and down hills. So he's done a pretty good job. It reads as about 300 metres yeah. on film. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the the um, interaction with the telephone. Yeah. Well, I won't say it's a conversation. He doesn't leave any time for... Is this, a, is this the way you just play telephone scenes? Yeah. You don't actually leave enough time because people would be bored. But he's like, oh, I've got all this information that I've um, got from the other end of this phone receiver. Yeah. And um, how, could, how could you have learnt so much in so little time? Do you think it's a realistic telephone call, Tim? I don't know. And um, this is, it's the middle of the night still, isn't it? He's just said that Harry will get more tests in the morning. Mm. He's obviously been to a hospital in the meantime. He's got a 
big bandage on his neck. Looks here. gnarly. And uh, a vampire. But <laughs> um, yeah, I guess why is he in the hospital? Why? Sorry, why is he uh, here with the chief and not in the hospital? Probably tore off his robes so and strange. Seen, yeah, he's probably seen Doctor Steve, your friend, wasn't he, Shane? My friend. Yeah. Remember earlier? He probably just walked out, didn't he, and said, you know where I want I to be right now? I just need some curacrum. Yeah. Yeah, we liked him. He should be back. He should make an appearance here. But I love it. He's like, of all the places he could go after this, he's, I'm going to go sit on the chief's <laughs> couch. It's like, I'm tough. I don't need no hospital. Can I just have mm. a lie down here, chief? Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe he's treating Bressler as his psychiatrist. Bressler's like, um, tell me about your childhood. He goes, well... Mom left home when I was a kid with her yellow bag and, and dad was left me for a little Languini or something like that. Languini. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. These interiors were filmed um, in a real life location at the Pacific Gas and Electricity Building, Tip. Oh, yeah. Yes. Was that in use as an office at the time? I think it was, yes. Oh. And it just had the, um, the new style of, I don't know if that's a new style of how offices were with um, doors set up like that. New style, hey? Yeah, well, I was just thinking, well, of course, time's, uh, time has moved on now. And um, although I'm sure um, this is not the first office scene in the movie, I know it's not, but it just struck me now uh, in this scene that there wasn't a computer on the desk. Yeah. And, and that just seems strange to me because <laughs> you don't see that anymore. And I just thought to myself, how does he get any work done? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a lot more space for things um, personalised, like pictures, frames and... Oh. In fact, yeah, I mean, without a computer on it, the desk seems to be just a bit of a, a novelty, a bit of a perk. I mean... Something to lean on. <laughs> just something to put your personal possessions out on, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, what what drawers are maybe used for now. Shed some relief, Shane, that there's a yellow bag, safe and sound. With a spotlight on it or something, because <laughs> it does seem very in shot, doesn't it? Hmm. I love how Bressler says he sure hit him a couple of buttes. And I always just thought the word butte was a bit of an Australian abbreviation, but evidently not. Like a butte. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and um, maybe it also flies in San Francisco. Well, I just thought that, uh, you know, butte might be local slang for balls. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> hit it. Get, kicked him in his, in his buttes. Yeah, well, <laughs> so what's going on there? Hit him a couple of buttes. But uh, I don't know, just, just my imagination getting away with me, I guess. Well, I think we've talked a bit before about Bressler Shane, haven't we? Harry Gardino is his name. Yep. Which I just Googled before and is just Italian for gardener. Mm. So, Harry, his, his plant, you know, his, his favourite aphrodistra or whatever that he's, he's tending to and looking after, symbolically. Might be. So, what injuries does Harry have? Like, he's been beaten up, basically. Vampire bite. Yeah. Um, Care. The crushed ribs or, yeah. Prime ribs, as we saw before the advertisement while his Chico was in the car tailing him. I'm assuming that's his blue shirt, light blue shirt behind his head. Yeah, it'd have to be. Do you reckon he did a few push-ups before this scene? Just like make sure that he isn't bristling and yeah. <laughs> ripped. <laughs> Just to... See what the ribs feel like. <laughs> Perhaps yeah. revealing too much about myself. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's what I would have done. Look your best. Do we think Sid's um, radio device is safe and sound somewhere, or do we think uh, Scorpio kicked it to smithereens while it was in his pocket? 
it's built pretty tough if it survived that, I think. I would go through like probably three sets of headphones a year and that's just taking them in and out of my pockets. So yeah, I reckon they're done for. It doesn't matter how much you pay for them. You could pay 30 bucks, 130 bucks and they just don't last. Do you think uh, the tooth is still in Bressler's office or is he, he sent it back to forensics? I, I hope it's sent back to forensic. You can't have something like that just kicking around body parts. Yeah, that's got to be the fight away. Yeah, or you could have it on the chief's desk. I mean, just as a souvenir, wear it around your neck. Why not? Everything goes through the chief in this this movie. Yeah. Well, we had our first ever um, email in, Shane. Can you believe it? Is that me? Was it? Was I drunk? Did I email you guys? (laughs) (laughs) What about me? I can't believe it. You have to believe it because it's true. Okay. Um, This is from Todd in Iowa. And uh, thank you for messaging in, Todd. Or remind everyone to go to dirtyharryminute.com and send us a message. Um, he said, he pulled us up. We have been saying Mary Ann Deacon instead of Anne Mary Deacon. So I'm sorry <laughs> about that, Shane. Was that because of your Dirty Larry? Is it some more confusion between the names? Just the name Mary Ann is more common, isn't it? Don't you think, Shane? Yeah, Anne is a Anne Mary is a bit Rolls weird. Off the tongue. Yeah. He also brought up the this scene. He said that. Harry obviously has no problem asking Bressler if he has a belt of booze around the place. So, they're also obviously good friends because he doesn't even hesitate to get him the, the bottle. So, obviously, they're friends because you wouldn't want your, your boss knowing that you're drinking on the job or the boss wouldn't offer a drink. So, he thinks like us, maybe Bressler and Harry came up through the, the ranks together. These days, you can get the uh, Carlton Draft Zero alcohol. And I've seen people in my office like oh, yeah. Computer work, office job, just cracking open. Well, it's a, a black can, but it couldn't be confused for a, a Coke Zero. This is a Carlton Draft can. On a Friday or any of that? And Wednesday, middle of the day. <laughs> and then the I go, day. that doesn't, hardly seems professional. No, it was zero alcohol. Todd oh, says, sure I'd that. be in big trouble if I admitted to my boss that I drank liquor on the job. Right. Yeah. On the job. Yeah. No, nah, that's a sackable offense, surely. Do you like the expression belt of booze, Tim? I do. Is yeah. it up there with hank of hair as we, we heard yeah. last year? <laughs> yeah, belt of booze. I don't know. I'm like, is this like, yeah, special special issue police equipment? Yeah. Um, is a belt bigger than a nip, but not as big as a chug? Or? Mm, I think you're on the right track. Mm. Bigger than a nip. Mm, I'll have to be bigger to fit on your belt, but not too big. <laughs> well, this is like what would later become the sort of diehard minute, Shane. Where at the end of the movie, or after you've had your big release, you'd have, you know, the co- the cup, the cop, the cop with the cup of coffee, and the the guys put the you know the towel around his head, and he's being debriefed. You know, it's like at the end of the movie before the credits roll, and they talk. But here, it's more of a, um, it's not quite a resolution, is it? It's like regrouping or something like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just changing tempo and a bit of bonding between the characters and uh do you like how harry's taking control of the situation even now he's like grabbing the phone and you know he's answering yeah i guess he feels emasculated or defeated or yeah because they're really messed up now once again this is the first time i think in this movie but one of many times in which harry always calls a bluff he's gonna quit you know he can have my badge (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not quite a cliche now, but in every movie he always he's very eager to promise that. The one bluff that I don't think he ever expects them to call. Just go. You're done. 
<laughs> we'll hire you back periodically for contract work. You don't need to be on the payroll anymore. See ya. The nearest thing to him being fired is um, in the fourth sequel, Sudden Impact. He's forced to go on like a paid suspension or whatever. And the first thing he does is go to a gun range to practice. That's his idea of taking time off. Work on his skills. I don't think Harry would do very well as a man of leisure when he's retired, Tim, do you think? How would he Mm. fill his days? No, he's certainly got a passion for it. As one of his later partners says, you ain't nothing but a cop. You bleed PD blue, Harry. Well, have any other, have you guys seen any other Clint Eastwood films? Any other films where he plays like a man in authority, like a... I saw him punch a bunch of guys and then go around with a monkey. Oh, yeah. We watched that last year, didn't we? (laughs) (laughs) Not so long ago at all, John. Everyone, every which way but loose. Have you seen that, Shane? No, I haven't, but is it horrible? It's not bad, actually. Mm, It's not good. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't know what it wants to be. Like, it's a... Mm. Because we're saying the orangutan Clyde's not bigger part of the movie is he really no he gets a yeah he gets a um he's on the cover Mm. but then it turns out not really to be a movie about a guy and his monkey no that's not always disappointing it's not (laughs) turning the monkey Uh, okay but does it um does the action like pivot off something with the the monkey straight away in the movie or are you left, like, wondering, when is this monkey going to show up in this No, he's, he's there from the beginning. Yeah, so he's there. Does he yeah. propel all the action and start everything up? Mm, Not really. I don't remember. Did you want more backstory to how he acquired, how this beer-drinking bare-fist fighter found him? Mm. It's not bad. It's today one of his biggest um, earners, I think. Really? Because yeah. it's, like, family-friendly. Not really. It's not family friendly? You'd think the orangutan would make it family friendly, but oh, yeah, it's funny. And, but there's like, there's a bit of fisticuffs cartoonishly, and there's farting. Yeah. There's, mm. there's, there's a farting. lot of. There's a few camp bikies, so I guess when they get beaten up, I guess there was something for everyone. <laughs> uh, Unless you're a bikie. Mm. <laughs> well, there's more making fun of sociologists like Chico. It's quite yeah, funny. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It's a national pastime. <laughs> Mm. Well, that's pretty much all I've got to say about this minute, Shane. All right. Yep. Mm. You happy to see? Let's press on. You'll join us next time, Tim? Sure. We'll catch you next time on Dirty Dirty Harry Harry Minutes. Minutes.